0: Today's episode of Films in Black and White is brought to you by Restaurant.com. With Restaurant.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to $100, never expire, and cost you a fraction of the face value. Dinner has never been easier with Restaurant.com. Use for dine-in, take-out, or delivery. Restaurant.com is offering our listeners fifty percent off their next purchase by going to www.restaurant.com/podcast. That's www.restaurant.com/podcast for fifty percent off your next purchase. Restaurant.com, the best deal every meal. You we're never going to make eight hundred million dollars. Get his back ass! Get his you ass! We're never going to do it. That you? You mean to tell me that you spent? close to a billion dollars making a movie billion with a b like it's and you're gonna sit here and say that it's the theater's fault no it's not welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies comics and pop culture we aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches this is films in black and white Welcome to films in black and white everybody you all could join us <laughs> and just really out. quickly if you came here for some type of fucking news or updates or electoral college discussions get you can go somewhere else we are, it, to- we, are we are not those people tonight we are not those people um as Brittany reminded me yesterday i am not a mathematician or a pollster so i should just stay in my lane <laughs> so what? we what? that's where we're gonna leave it um welcome to episode Denied. 34
1: oh i love that that's accurate yeah
0: very mm-hmm. much so if, mm-hmm. if welcome to episode 34 of the living podcast i yeah. um, glad everybody could join us as we stick with our james bond themed quotes again rest in peace sean connery for sure um Let's just do our quick round table, see how everybody's doing. And I'm going to kick it down in the Zoom uh, as far as the windows are concerned. Uh, to Marcus
2: J. Destin. Marcus, how are we doing? I am here to set the vibes for the evening. I am here to give it to the people. Um, I, we we say no politics, but you know, it's like a nasty margarita. I might put some salt around the rim, Yanni, and you don't know what I'm gonna. <laughs> Honestly, this is the vibe that I'm on, everybody, okay? And if the music is too loud, <laughs> then fuck them, because this is the vibe that I'm on, okay? In two pieces, this is <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. no this is where I'm at, everybody, okay? Because, all right, you To be honest, fuck this election. Fuck everything, okay? Because, because, because I am I'm fed up with a lot of shit. I am on my last straw, ladies and gentlemen. They have put this shit into a damn season finale of the election. I didn't know when I was watching fucking Grey's Anatomy of the election, but they are dragging this bitch on for two. And I don't understand why this is still on air. Uh, I thought this was over. I thought I would go to sleep last night and, uh, I thought I would go to sleep last night and that this will be over, but it is not over. And so, it is not. Um, you know, we're still going. So I said we would not go talk about politics. How am I doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm not going to lie to y'all, okay? I'm not going to lie because, um, for me, I did a lot for escapism. For okay. It- two days. So okay. going into what are we reading and what are we watching? Easy. I watched a lot of shit. I watched Witches okay. on HBO Max. Oh, nice. Uh, legit. It was, it's okay. It's a, it's a good movie. If anybody is interested in my, my personal view on it, I say it's a solid six out of 10 nice kids movie. Nice. Um, it's okay. It's all right. Um, okay. I watched Apocalypse uh, Dark um dark apocalypse or whichever one for justice league um oh. that was actually really really good really dark film i don't know if anybody's ever watched it but there are no up moments in that so you got to be careful where you watch that one um <laughs> I, I watched godzilla i watched a little bit of power rangers it was just a, like it was like a Man. Nice, you know get away from it all you went you you went everywhere yeah, yeah. i read everywhere. I did read too i read too so i, I started rereading pedagogy of the oppressed um and I'm I'm starting with that one, but I have right. White Rage is next on my list, and I'm gonna reread Ego is the Enemy again. Yeah, and that's one. a great one. Love that one. So I'm getting into it, but enough about me. Let us let's go to Bearded Cap himself. Yeah, Let, let's, let's go to Bearded Cap himself. Yeah. Bearded Cap in the house. Good at Bearded Cap. Oh man, in the house like how are you fit? Let's get to it. <laughs> that
1: is those are all apt of how i am feeling for those of you that follow me on twitter uh it just came about that my avatar for looking at all the election results is bearded captain america from infinity war and that is exactly how i'm feeling today it's uh yeah also shout out to the papa roach music drop that was like oh my gosh that, that just brought back a flood of memories um, yeah, that was amazing it's, cool.
2: it's a great song yeah oh it my is. gosh
1: i'm i'm all over the place uh <laughs> like it's really hard to even like focus on this particular bit of like how have you been i don't know man <laughs> highs and lows um I think what I'll focus on, though, is yeah, this election. It's been yeah, it's been tough to just kind of watch everything, and I've tried to do some self care of not ingesting every tiny bit of information that comes out.
2: It's important. Um,
0: yeah, really, yeah, really important.
1: Yeah, I I guess I, the electoral college sucks. I'll just leave that there. Like, it is not a good yeah. system and that's a whole other podcast, but that's <laughs> mentally where I'm at. So to uh, to really dive into like how I've been dealing with this and working through it through media, I have very much been leaning into movies and TV um, and working out. I, I That's how I'm processing my- There you go, that
2: that's all right. That's good,
1: that's solid went for a big run uh you yesterday run and then uh, we watched uh the the latest episode of mandalorian uh which nice. was yeah. fantastic uh, oh, yeah. as a star wars fan it was it there was like an easter egg every five minutes from like yeah, the they, original they, trilogy
0: they put like, all of those in that first episode of the second season like hey yeah you've been paying attention I hope so mm-hmm. yes and I know this is films in black and white but I'm gonna
1: take a quick detour to, to tv mm-hmm. but like Timothy yeah. Oliphant, like they it really feels like the direction for him if you're familiar with the show Justified it really felt like he came on set and he was like hey I'm ready to to do this new Star Wars character mm-hmm. like nah, nah shut up you know you what what show were you yeah. on Justified yeah, yeah just do that, but put the Boba Fett armor on, and that's no. really not a spoiler. That is in the trailer. So, yeah. if, if is that people... good or
2: bad for people that don't understand the reference?
1: Um, it is surprising because Boba Fett yeah. is eaten by a giant sand monster he he in is. Episode Six, and mm. he's and I have like a whole rant about him. But like, some people worship him because he's like a oh, really yeah. cool bounty hunter. So, mm-hmm. what's this guy doing with his armor? In any case, it's really cool. Yes. It was great um so another my another show
0: that. reference is it's take your character from the uh hbo series deadwood and make that in space like yes. it's every like western sort of like badass yep. like the law character and yep. just do that but make it space
1: Yeah, Yeah, but make it, and that's how I keep pitching the show to my dad because, like, he loves (laughs) Westerns. And he's like, What's the show about, Brian? And I'm like, Well, like, it's just, it's like all the spaghetti Western stuff you grew up with, Mm -hmm. but like space. That's it. Like, that's the pitch. That's how they made this. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. yeah. You got
2: to be careful with that, though, Brian, because you tell me that, then I think of Cowboys and Aliens, and we know how that movie turned out. Sorry, yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> wasn't, it wasn't bad, but, you know, it, you know, man, you know.
1: that yeah. movie, I, I will take a short detour. That movie got so much hype, like the graphic it, it, novel, oh, yeah. Daniel Craig and Har- like just yeah, Harrison yeah. Fo- like just everybody was mm-hmm. so hyped up for that movie. And then it just turned into Olivia Wilde, like doing weird chanting in the <laughs> desert.
2: Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it just. Yeah. That's a yeah, good was, way was, to put it. It was underwhelming. It was very like for for the storyline that it was. I was kind of yeah. like, okay, I could get behind this. But then you watch it and you're like, eh, this Mm-mm. is just 007 in space. Yep. Um, yeah, oh, I, like,
1: yeah. I, oh my gosh. Yeah. In any case, yeah. In any case, uh, I, I I watched Rogue One. Um what? That was a that's a good feel good movie for me. Even though the ending isn't like the most happy, but it always like yeah. gets me. And then of course, still watching the boys um nice. i only have two episodes of that left so pretty pumped to finish that nice. haven't been reading anything um but that is what That's i have been okay. doing yeah. so
0: all right well all right. you know self-care just i'm trying yeah. i'm yeah. trying nothing
2: wrong nothing wrong with escaping a little bit uh no, nothing not wrong with that at, at all, all. So, Brian, for people who don't know what escapism is, can you explain that to people? (laughs) It's just the general idea that you are engaging in literature
1: or movies or film or any type of media that is not reminiscent of the current world you Mm -hmm. are in. So um, popular, like really more popularized around like the Great Depression um, when movie theaters were like the only source of one, air conditioning, but also two, news, unless you owned a radio. Um, but yeah, like escapism <laughs> really, like really took, took on a different, like the modern form that we now of, like, Oh, we're going to watch Zorro or, you know, whatever movie it is. So we can take yeah. our mind off this awful depression.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> it, I and I, I mean, feel like recently, like it really took off with like video games, specifically with RPGs too. Like sure. people definitely use those as a way to say, I'm literally going to play a different person's life yep. and live in their world for a little bit. Because that's that's what I want to do. So, and if you still
2: don't get it, it's like Avatar, but it's also (laughs) it's also really kind of like Ready Player One, but not overhyped. Is really really good. Yeah. Yes. Ready Player One is really underrated, to be honest, and it should be talked about more, just like Avatar is. Um, I hope they never do a sequel to it because that was like one movie that was perfectly executed the first time, and I feel like anything else would just be money hungry. Yeah, I, I like the movie. I do. I will say this: the one gripe I have with you that particular movie is, you watch your mouth. It
0: is nowhere near close to the book, and it bothers me. Oh, okay. Like, I didn't as know. someone who really appreciates the book and the plot and all of the the stuff with there, and granted. Ernest Klein, I think is the author. Yes. Like he mm-hmm. put a shitload of detail in it yeah, that you just did. couldn't do and you had to condense it down into a movie version. I like the movie version. It's just they took some liberties with the original story um to make it a I movie adaptation, it. which is fine. Absolutely. And sometimes yeah, you have to do that because otherwise movies would be 3 hours long. So
1: I feel like that could be a whole heated discussion because Oh, I got I,
2: the music ready, Brian. Don't I, please well, believe I mean, me. I I'm not
1: prepared. <laughs> but I mean the idea, like you know a book is not a movie. <laughs> Like we, we're going to have that conversation one day, yeah. you know, yeah. like I feel like there's some good stuff to talk about there yeah.
2: for sure. Listen, season um, two, everybody season two of this fucking podcast. We're about to go to the fucking roof. Goddamn roof. Do you understand you know what, what I'm we saying? We got plans. We, um, we got since, some motherfucking plans since, since neither of my co-hosts are <laughs> going to, no, <Nobody laughs> since, since that, none of my got, co-hosts are
0: going to ask, I was going to ask, ask what, what are you doing? I'm Doug? doing fine. Um, <laughs>
2: I'm just over here, apparently you living- You felt so <laughs> kind of way. I'm okay, my bad, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. wait. All right, we'll start yeah. over. Douglas Wagner, hey, how uh, are you doing today? You know,
0: I'm doing all right. I'm just yeah, doing, doing just fine. Uh, like my uh, esteemed colleagues here, uh, shit, just, I mean, God damn, there's just yeah, so much to seriously. go over. That is, that just, is the perfect
2: just, shit. God damn.
0: It's <laughs> just like, everything is on fire, it changes every, hour it feels like and it's hard to keep up with um i gave myself 30 minutes last night of watching election coverage and i was happy i reduced it however (laughs) uh i was not able to stay away from it at work today because i would see an announcement on twitter and then i'd be like oh shit i gotta read about that and then i was like nope yep. that's it i'm done no yep. no, no stay sense. no staying away now yeah. um as far as what am i reading what am i watching um britney and i continue watching true detective season one which shout is out to britney s- yep shout out to britney <laughs> yeah,
2: shout um, out to we
0: her. yeah it, it which is super super good still really really like it um also i watched uh season two episode one of the mandalorian and I don't have anything that would disagree with what Brian said. I mean, that show was just, it was really well done and really excited about all the Easter eggs. So um, excited to see where they go with that. Um, and then otherwise, just kind of going back to old comfort-like shows. Like I said, so I've been spending yep. some time with It's Always Sunny just because that show is a show I can go to every time and just kind of makes me chuckle. So, mm-hmm. um, But that's really what I've been getting into. I uh, went and visited my in-laws this past weekend, which was fun to get up and see them. Um it was Britney's birthday on Halloween, because she's a Happy Halloween Happy birthday, baby. Brittany. We're glad you were born. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So that's just kind of how we're doing. Um, yeah, speaking, of, of sp- speaking of, speaking of Britney and.
2: There it is. Yep. All of them at once. Speaking of Britney and Maggie. um, we, Y'all gonna hear yeah. these fucking drops. Yeah. I worked hard to find me an app that now we gonna hear loud and motherfucking clear. <laughs> yeah, you know, we are me. here.
0: Trigger happy with the button today, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Maggie and um, Brittany, uh, Maggie continues her tr- her streak of guessing our Facebook quote. To be fair, I
2: mean. <laughs> Talk gonna... through the air horns. Talk, I, the... You got to act can't. like they're not here. Uh, like I they can't. don't exist. You, you have to... so hard. Um... Push through. Push through.
0: <laughs> but, um. Yeah, so Maggie got it right this week, and the the quote was from Speed Racer, so I did kind of lob one up there. (laughs) I do want to mention that Brittany made Mm -hmm. a guess, and it was incorrect, but I appreciate the the effort. Her guess was, was this Herbie fully loaded? Which it was (laughs) not, but... I mean, it was in that same (laughs) realm of car movies, I guess.
1: I like how you just like glossed right over it with Herbie fully loaded. It was not. What
0: what kind of guess was that?
2: (laughs) I like how Brian Brown is so supportive. Brian was like, oh, okay.
0: I I can kind of see how you got there um but she i mean but i what i appreciate is britney's like level of confidence that she brought to this particular guest she was like i'll let you know where you can send my prize later like she was just like that was it she put her cards on the table and she was let them fly so um but yeah shout out to the two of them um for just how they're doing there so But speaking of quotes, we do need to stick with our catch that quotable trend. Um and so, Brian, you control the big board because we all got a big goose egg last week. Oh, so yeah, Brian, that's right. where do you want to go with the game this week?
1: Um you know what? I will take the lead. I'll I'll give okay. you I'll give y'all okay, my quotes. Brian? Okay, Brian. Um, okay. Yeah, we're just I'm going to go for it. I'm just you go. should finished my cup of tea, I'm feeling, feeling wired. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. All right. My, well, oh, yes, so my quote is, if we can make it to the ground, we'll take the next chance, and the next, on and on until we win, or the chances are spent. And that's one more time for all of you playing at home. Hmm. If we can make it to the ground, we'll take the next chance, and the next, on and on until we win, or the chances are spent.
0: This is a war
2: movie.
0: That's what I was just about this to is say. A, this is like a battle movie. A
2: movie. This is a war movie. This is an inspiring. But how is old is the war movie? movie? That's the question. Yeah. Is it like, are we thinking GI Joe retaliation? Are we thinking That's Hamilton? <laughs> no. Hamilton is a war movie? No, it's not. It's not, just keep going. <laughs> I threw it. I threw it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, i i want to say this might be
2: i don't know this is interesting i, I yeah, want to get the one, one hint. word i want to get it's one not word just hint. your one word hint it's ours ours
0: ours thank can, you Can we get the don't be selfish. one word
2: hint thank you the one word hint is hope oh shit wait a minute this has to be a star wars movie it has to be a sci-fi hope now I'm gonna I might go out on the limb here and say it could be Star. He just watched Rogue One. You know what I'm saying? And True. you know it could be point. it could be Rogue One. He could be trying to slip it us the obi doke And he uh, went down a deep. Be, well, he went
0: what's down the other a, one? He went down a deep Star Wars hole, like he on Facebook, of doing hot takes about them. So he I did. think this is where he's thinking.
2: But so, is it is it Star Wars? The what is it? The Great Hope? Which one of these has the hope in it? Which I mean, one of these, which one is always got a, a new hope? A new hope, yes. Okay, I, so okay, and I mean, the dialogue is too deep. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna say. What's your okay. guess, Marcus? Do you want to go? Yes, my guess is gonna be Rogue One. Um, and you goes. got it.
0: All right, you got oh, it,
2: Marcus. Yeah. Yay you got it
1: this is from jen urso herself oh, yeah. right before they land for yeah, the third yeah. act played uh-huh. by the wonderful and very talented felicity jones yeah. nice. damn I was son go- where'd
0: you find this yeah i was gonna go with I was gonna go with the rise of Skywalker just because I, I wasn't exactly uh, sure. sure. Um, so, but good, but good job,
2: Marcus. You, you just yeah. got you,
0: Marcus. You perfectly logic that out. Thank you. Here oh, yeah. was
2: my breakdown. The dialogue was too deep <laughs> to be the older right. Star Wars. They yep. never had dialogue that long, and that was kind of like lengthy. Yeah. So I had to. You yeah, know what I'm I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. All right, <laughs> Marcus. Marcus, you guessed correctly. So why don't you yeah. take
0: us into what your quote Let's is? Do it. Alright, here we go.
2: You gotta control your smiles and cries. Because that's all you have. And nobody can take that from you. You gotta control your smiles and cries. Because that's all you have. And nobody can take that from you.
0: Oh, God. Um, I... No idea. I am stumped. You know, got? <laughs> I, I don't no think clue. it's Keanu Reeves was, and I don't was... think it's the Lake House. So I also I don't like... think it's a Nicolas Cage movie. And if no. it is, holy Damn. shit. Man, <laughs> this is a this is one we both don't know.
1: I mean I feel like it's a movie about like acting or like Yeah. Like mm, I have this mental yeah. image of like like a person and they're trying to be an up and comer and they're like hey yeah. the mentor is like hey you need yeah. to do this to make it in the TV biz I don't I like know the, I don't yeah. even know what that impression is
2: yeah. I like the philosophy I like the philosophy All right gentlemen are you, would you like your one word hint Yeah I'm gonna Guess slam please. that hint button All right here we go Your one two word hint really is going to be King Kong Marcus is this Godzilla king of the monsters. Oh. No, it is not. Great right. guess, because we talked about that today. We did talk guess. about that today. Brian, it's on you. I don't feel good about this.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, You said King Kong, and that's mm-hmm. a giant monkey, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. uh I, I don't I don't know how that would relate to what, to to what logical, you told me. Logic this out. Um I mean I could like love and basketball this, but oh. I, I I guess <laughs> i'm that? gonna i'm that's, gonna that's i'm as gonna as try say, not as i do
2: as I the, it's Doug not talking shit in the background <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not pacific rim
2: i don't know is this oh, that's a good movie i don't know is this pursuit of happiness i don't know mm, no I don't know. it is not great guess okay this movie gentlemen is training day Oh Kong. my gosh! Once you, said Con- Once you said King Kong, and, and I Brian King started Kong, the Logi-
0: when he started to logic it out, I was like, uh-huh. King Kong ain't got, ain't shit, on got shit on me." On God me. Damn Thank you, gentlemen. I, I quote, <laughs> good quote. I feel I'm a little disappointed wounded. by that at all. <laughs>
2: Man, oh, I should. Oh my God! I wanted to I pick to something that matched the vibes of how I was feeling, and yeah, so no, that's, that's, that's perfect. perfect. Yeah, that Eva
1: Longoria's fair. in that too. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you can never face Eva with, with no, what she has. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. oh awesome.
0: my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Douglas let's Wagner. Wait. Let's close this out. Here we go. The assassin always dies. It's mm. necessary for the national healing. Oh fuck. The assassin always dies. It's necessary for the national healing.
2: It's you know what like the first thing that came to mind, the Manchurian candidate. I I thought the same thing. That's really I thought the same thing.
1: Yeah. But it feels really on the nose.
2: There but was like, another there was another movie that had multiple perspectives of a killing, and it was like I forgot that it was like eight different viewpoints of a assassination of a president, but I can't remember. What was. I was gonna say clue? Like, um, <laughs> General Custard for five thousand. <laughs> I know. I'm also thinking of like
1: <clears throat> Sentinel with Michael Douglas. That's
2: a good one. Oh yeah. man! One, give me, give us our one-word hint, please. Okay, your one-word hint is Washington. Oh, I got it. This is Manchurian Candidate. Yes, it is. <laughs> I am in. Mean, Marcus. Yeah. You got it first. You buzzed
0: in. You were confident. Well pick, thank you, gentlemen. Pick, thank you. I was trying to pick a movie that had like political ties, given everything, yeah. Um, yeah. and that's what came to mind. I mean, shout out to Marcus. Marcus
2: yeah. crushed it this Marcus, week. Marcus, you right. are on fire. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. gentlemen. Thank Good you. Good work. You. Listen, that's a great movie pick, Doug. Um, yes, that's a great movie because honestly, I've seen that twice, but I can't tell you what it was about. I think hypnotism. I think hypnotizing him to kill somebody. It was, I can't really remember. I mean, the basic gist of the movie is that
0: um it's like a russian brainwashing movie and that there's a trigger that basically clues this person in to like become an assassin um and then basically they sacrifice the assassin um um, to carry out their political motive. So, that makes
2: sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good, that's a good. Hey, listen to Fire remake. options, everybody. Fire yeah. options I, all around.
1: I was just about to say, I feel like this is like a perfect snapshot of where all three of us were oh, this yeah, past absolutely. week. Like, Marcus yeah. went just like, nah, it's <laughs> shit. like shit is, it is bad. <laughs> we are in it. Like, I went like, oh, like, look we'll at this wonderful war movie against <laughs> the odds. And Doug's like, nah, man, there's, there's bad stuff happening. <laughs> don't watch for
2: it. that's what makes
0: it films in black and white um so great awesome so we have uh an interesting topic that we are going to cover this week that's a little bit different than what we've done Mm. in the past and then we'll Mm kind of get to news um but but marcus and i were having a conversation about film soundtracks now how we got to this is entirely out of like right field somehow we got to we like free associated our way into f- film soundtracks. It was, um, I watched Godzilla this weekend. I really liked the Godzilla from like the late 1990s, early 2000s. Then that took me to Puff Daddy because he had a song come with me on their soundtrack, which is how we got to film soundtracks.
2: <laughs> and we watched a music video while he got blew up by a jet, but he survived.
0: Yes. So... Into a white
2: suit. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah.
0: All over the place. And in random yeah, it was just kind of crazy. But <laughs> we wanted to talk about and what we wanted to challenge everybody on the podcast this week is to think about your top three favorite movie soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe why they're your favorite. And finally, your favorite song from those three all, combining all three, what's your favorite song um out of the three soundtracks? So um I'm gonna kick it over to Brian. Hello. and have brian talk about his favorite movie soundtracks of all time so brian all right kick us off
1: well i would love to tell you all about these so i just want to make sure i'm gonna tell you about all three mm-hmm. right oh, and yeah. then at yep. the end you want me to tell you my favorite song because yep, i'm yep. gonna play it
2: lay it oh. down okay here we oh. go yeah we're in the future
1: So my top three movie soundtracks. So for those of our listeners who have listened to me on previous episodes, so um, I've mentioned I'm dyslexic. And so like I process sound very, very differently. And one of the reasons I love movies is because they're very visual and it's very easy for me to understand uh, what's happening in a visual sense far easier than how I hear it. So like for a good movie soundtrack to stand out to me, it really has to connect with the visual material. So um when i first guested on this podcast i taught i my quote was tron oh, bio yeah. digital jazz man Damn. and that oh, is my yeah. first uh yeah. nice. at, like it is it is one of my top three soundtracks do i need to do a, no- a number one two three with them all gentlemen i, just, I think just
0: That's... top three is fine all I right don't need top to three yeah, 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 yeah.
1: so the tron sa- soundtrack by daft punk it is it it, it is not a traditional soundtrack but it gets the vibe of like you're in a computer world it is yeah. weird and it's it's all of these electronic synth beats that work and like you hear the music and you're there and that is one of the reasons why i just love the original tron soundtrack tron legacy is probably what i should say tron legacy yeah um and it's a soundtrack so good daft punk remixed themselves uh that's that's one of my go-to facts about it so um i love the original soundtrack but the the remix is on my workout um playlist nice my blood pumping super cool yeah, good pick, good pick. Um, so then I take a deep, I take a sharp left turn here okay. and okay. I go to Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Ooh, the soundtrack wow. for Scott Pilgrim is good just- choice. It just blends with the content so well that, like, oh, yeah. When I hear any of that, like, really grungy type music, yep. like, I see Scott Pilgrim being poor and like pining over these people who he yeah. does, it doesn't really feel like he should get. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just, there's actual good music on it. I think that's oh, the for thing sure. that I pull out from it. Cause, like, when you have to like make up a song for a movie, it's usually like super low effort. It's in the background. Like, unless it's like goofy movie where it's like, no, the song's like the centerpiece of the whole thing. (laughs) Very good Um, point. You know, you got like, there's usually not that much thought put into it, but um, you can tell like, even some of like the normal songs that aren't showcased in the movie there's really good thought put into them and it's this really like just harsh 90s grunge vibe to them and i don't even like grunge (laughs) like that's the funny part (laughs) like Like, grunge punk that's super cool this is not my jam but um it just works its way into my top three because i put it on and yeah, I'm there. I'm transported into. I, I need to fight Ramona's seven evil Yes, yeah, And yeah. that's my background music. So it's a I really
2: f- underrated movie. And
1: I forget ever, about that movie three.
0: all the time. Like, I forget sure, about that movie. Right? But another just solid pick, Brian.
1: Oh, great. Shucks. Brian's a brand on the road. Oh, man. Oh, Y'all yeah. are nice. Um, And uh, the last, my last here is Into the Spider Verse. Um, That Super soundtrack yep. is. Super it, legit. It is. It's good, like I don't even know how to describe it. Good is such an underwhelming word for it. And it's probably because my four year old son, he asks to listen to it all the time. So I have so many feelings and nostalgia tied into this album because he wants to listen to it all the time. But um, I don't know, it's this really good blend of hip hop and rap, but also like slow it down. Like there is some like really good Mm R&B stuff on it. Like that surprises me. And I've listened to the soundtrack now, like for two years. (laughs) <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, like, and you have what's up danger on there and that always gets what's out. up danger. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like it just, you're miles and you're jumping off a building. Yeah. Um, Super cool. So that, those are my top three that I okay. want to share with all of you. And then I had to think really hard about my favorite track on all these. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was difficult, but I think where I settle, it is the it has to be black sheep from scott pilgrim sung by by brie larson which i feel like is a very important distinction here because on the soundtrack it's done by metric they didn't put the movie version on the album but in the movie it's brie larson so if i can just Mm. like fudge it a little bit sure that is probably my favorite song from those albums the brie larson version of black sheep yeah this
2: is very interesting because i don't think i can is this
1: I have it on a YouTube video. <laughs> it isn't it. it. That's, That's it. super cool. Mm-hmm. And it's a long intro. Um, yeah.
0: but, but you're right, though, like it's got that like grungy vibe to it. Like you can right. you could it really like takes you there. Like there it is. Yep. Yeah. And the
1: funny part about this is metric wrote it. Yeah. to like almost make it a parody of themselves so it's like it has all these weird layers to it that's super cool and then it's fitting into this narrative with scott of like confronting his ex yeah you know like it's just that's super this is not
2: captain marvel's brie larson is it
1: yes it is it is captain marvel's oh wow brie larson. this is captain marvel i need to re that movie yeah yes wow. and she's like she sings it well like it, it's a yeah. good song and she's a good singer for this song like i yeah it's always a gem for me
0: yeah and that movie is so, just full that's... of ki- full of cameos too so like mm-hmm. yeah oh my god yeah solid solid mm-hmm. set of three brian totally, totally yeah that was a real him. good
1: three oh, real well, thanks good. for listening i appreciate
0: yeah. it uh Wagner. okay i'll go all yeah. right yeah so i'll go that's fine um so i have three and so Let's my first is um forrest gump and the soundtrack right. for Forrest Gump. The reason being is is that like I think from a storytelling perspective, um, this movie was heavily dependent on time period to mm-hmm. set the stage. And if you listen to the soundtrack, it takes you through the movie's different time periods that it crosses into. Um, as a as the album has a flow to it. Yeah. So like at the beginning it's like, oh, Forrest is a little kid because of that time period. And then midway through it's when he's in Vietnam. So there's some Vietnam war songs that are right. in there. And then it kind of progresses all the way up into um the climactic moment. So For me, just as a movie using music to advance its story and to create a world within the story it's trying to tell, um, I think that that soundtrack is just really, really super solid in its ability to kind of blend both the soundtrack storytelling piece as well as um, to accompany, like Brian mentioned, almost with Tron, the visual medium having an audio component as well, which I think is super cool from a storytelling perspective. Um, Much to that same... like like much to that same theme Um, guardians of the galaxy. um, I'm going to lump them together volume one and two um, as like one soundtrack. I I mean, again, to, they conveyed such a, like these are like rebels without a cause. They Mm -hmm. are, it really just fit the tone of the movie really, really well. Um, And I think I had that thing going just on repeat um, all the time. Um, And so it's just such a cool soundtrack overall um Mm -hmm. and again a cool story component piece because of how important it is to chris pratt's character um Mm -hmm. so super cool on that i Um, I just want to give you a bump on that because james gunn could have
1: been super lazy with guardians and just been like you guys like classic rock right and that's it but the fact that it's tied into like who he is as a character Mm -hmm. yeah
0: it it works it's awesome oh yeah absolutely completely agree i'm very curious to see what they do with the zune at the end of two <laughs> right. of like because i mean he, it, when they do volume three you know that that's going to come back in some way shape or form or at least i would think that I, it is
1: i feel like that is like one of the beats that they could yes. have done an end game and it just didn't get picked yeah. up and it's fine there was yeah. a lot in end game yeah. but yeah, yeah i want to know what
0: else is on the zoom yeah yeah very curious to see what's on the zoom um the last one is more of a like this was So this soundtrack plays a special – has a special place in my, like, anthology of music I listen to, um, more so because the movie is important. So we all sort of talk about that movie that's, like, really got you into, like, filmmaking and really got you into, like, storytelling through, like, movies. Um, And so The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, um, which is a – Um, a Wes Anderson movie. Um, So super kind of artsy, but it has Willem Dafoe. It has Owen Wilson. It has Cate Blanchett. Like it's just filled with everybody in that particular movie, but I really, really, really like the soundtrack to it. Um, It's a combination of like weird sort of um, 30 to 40 second pieces where it's like, it's clearly like Uh, like a score but then it's also filled with like david bowie songs and other classic rock songs and then the other unique component is on the boat in the movie they have a uh, a gentleman who speaks portuguese and every so often he sings songs in the movie that are david bowie like portuguese songs which i think Mm -hmm. they they just sound really really cool um but yeah it's just kind of a cool movie overall um but that's the reason why that soundtrack is always really kind of special to me is just the movies kind of special to me so that's where i'm at um as far as of those three which song do i uh like the most um i think the culminating moment between the the battle between ego and the battle between star lord where it is fleetwood max the chain is just such a cool moment and they incorporate that song so well because there's so much emotion both in the song as well as in the scene itself so just a cool overall so my of those three um fleetwood max the chain is probably my favorite one
2: oh yeah yeah oh man yeah i mean that's a nice build-up i'm i'm not mad at three um, I mean, the, you hear the bass line. You hear the the. To think that this kicks off a fight scene. Yeah. I mean, right. It, it's a it's a showdown. This is the final scene, the climax, and I think this is a great build up to that. Yeah. To be
1: honest. Yeah. Well, and like the the history of this song too is like Fleetwood Mac at this point is like they're all having relationships with mm-hmm. each yes. other. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. like yep. to hear this during a climactic. <laughs> battle is just like (laughs) right what imagination do you have to make this work and like i respect yeah right that's
2: the that's the thing about james gunn right is -hmm. that every music every scene that has music in it it fits so well and it's almost like it changes your perspective of what you think about when you hear that song and it's really totally really good it takes a lot
0: and if you think about it like the the moment in the movie is is Star-Lord standing up for all of the people he cares about and he's standing right. up to his dad and so that chorus line of like you'll never break the chain like yeah you might be this like father figure for me mm-hmm. but you're never going to tear apart what i have with these other people too mm-hmm. so it's super cool like the lyrics backing up the time i didn't so, even yeah, think about yeah, it that so, way That's yeah so super super
2: legit Marcus take us home yeah. All right. So gentlemen, I'll try to make this quick. Um, you know, I I had a battle between my three. uh, (laughs) I'm going to give my fourth as well, just cause I'm a rule breaker. Um, Hey, that's fine. So my first one that I'm going to do is, uh, Obviously, Kendrick Lamar produced this album, and it's going to be the Black Panther soundtrack. Just yes. an amazing, super legit body of work. Me, a little bit about me: I love music. I cannot even pull out of my driveway or garage until I have a song playing in the car. I have music to everything. I have speakers all in the bathroom. I have speakers in my room. Everything. My house is a walking speaker. So, from and Doug knows that. Uh, I, so I do. For me, it's like I love music because I make music and because music has always just been a part of my life and it runs in my family. So for me, a soundtrack makes or breaks a movie for me. Mm-hmm. If it for does sure. not line up, it can it can oftentimes distract away from the movie, the plot, whatever, because if something doesn't match a scene, yep. it, it, it pulls away from the attention span. But if you can manage to find something that blends very well with everything, it was fantastic. And I think that Black Panther the soundtrack tells its own story from beginning to end that really kind of resembles and parallels the movie but also it doesn't it tells its own kind of story um that kendrick lamar just did a great job doing that it is a it's not all kendrick lamar it has various artists on it for various vibes that really matches the tone of black panther so for me that was one of them another one this is a classic i hold it near and dear to my heart um, because my family, it was like something that, uh, Lamont, int- my dad Lamont introduced me to, um, at when I really got there and it was something you kind of remember watching when you're younger, but you can't really remember, but yeah. then you, and it's kind of, it's really cool. The Wiz, the Wiz okay. album, which is the black version of the Wizard of Oz. it's Oh, her. yes and it has it's a it's various artists on the soundtrack mm-hmm. great it has michael jackson diana ross it has so many people on that album and honestly every time i hear it there are just certain songs like if i ever play it i have to play it. i can't just play one from it i have to play for it sure more yeah. and it's and and, and it just I hold it near and dear to my heart because when we watch it we watch all of these songs and as i'm talking sure. i heard of a. I just remember another album jesus it's so hard because it's yeah. so good um, one Go of the, off, man. Go for one it. Of the, one of, oh, thank you. So one of the other ones I like, Django, Django Chain. Yes. If, if you ever listen to the Django Project, it is a perfect parallel to what was happening in that movie. Oh, yeah. You can feel the same emotion watching the movie as you can from listening to the soundtrack. Oh, for sure. It's so much invested into it. And so I really like Django, but I didn't really want to make it my pick. And another one I was thinking of is Dreamgirls. Dream yeah. Girls oh, has a one soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah. Um, beginning to end, know every song, every single song, and, and it's just it's so tough to just pick one. Um and so for oh, and Suicide Squad was my last one. Suicide Squad had a very great album. Yeah. This just happening. came about a left field for me. Listen, you, tell me, tell me go about back this. And listen to the Suicide Squad album. It was so diverse. It's almost like you can hear what the original out what the original movie was supposed to be through sure. this soundtrack hmm. and so it just it has rock it has it has hip-hop it has all these mixes Damn. of what the suicide squad is supposed to be this diverse group of badasses coming together and it's like that's exactly what they did with this album was put badass artists r&b um hip-hop rap rock like all of yeah. that stuff you put For it sure. into one and said, here is your soundtrack now you're asking me Marcus, all those things you just gave, what is your favorite from there? And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. It's so hard to pick. But, um, oh, it's so hard to pick. It's so hard to pick me. I don't Oh, man. Okay, let me pick one let me shut up and pick
1: take no take your time think (sighs) about it i do want to give a point out and marcus interrupt me if when you have it um fortunate son appears from so fortunate son by clear Mm credence clearwater revival shows up on suicide squad and forrest gump I don't have an album that has Creedence Clearwater on that's it, really I was funny trying though. to find a song that connected all three yeah, of them. That's mm-hmm. really funny. Fortunate Son is the closest one. I'm sure I could like morph something out of yeah. Into the Spider-Verse, but I, you I, wanna can't, have a, I can't. You
0: want to hear like a weird piece of trivia that I know? So My dad, when we were always in the car, I had no control over the radio. My dad's adage was when you drive, you pick what we listen to. That's, that's the rule. That was always what it was. So I grew up listening to classic rock. So while kids were getting super into green day, I was like, have you heard this album by Led Zeppelin or the Rolling Stones? Because (laughs) it was just like what I grew up with. Um, My dad told me every time credence would come on the radio, he would say the lead singer is not from new orleans or louisiana he's from california but by listening to the way his voice is when he sings you would never be able to tell like he sounds like he's singing like southern blues but he's just wow. a california rocker that's it that's oh, funny it. yeah I really John like that
2: so gentlemen here's one of my favorite songs and it's strictly off of the strength of me missing my family okay. so really it's this one so i'm gonna it's cadillac like car off of dream girls mm-hmm. so as of right now this is my favorite ah! yeah. I got me a Cadillac, Cadillac, Cadillac. I got me a Cadillac car. Ooh, ooh. Got me a Cadillac, Cadillac, Cadillac. Look at the Mr. I'm a star. Ooh, ooh. I'm so this song is like, this is, on. it was like I'm Jimmy on. Early, AKA played yeah. by Eddie Murphy himself. This is the part of the scene where they're trying to make a hit. They are blowing up. And so they make this song that is really good. But what really was intriguing about about, about that song was, they had it stolen. They had it stolen by a white group that sung the exact same song and went pop and basically got rich off of it. So then they had another song which led into the badass song of the film, which was called Step Into the Bad Side got me to thank for you now it was so good because it just sets a whole fucking vibe it's just a vibe it's just a bop whatever you want to listen to it's really really cool so um for me that is my favorite right now just because i miss my family and us singing along with that
1: i need to go back to that i haven't seen that I, I have not seen that yeah. since it came out and I'm yeah. so happy you brought yeah. that back
0: yeah I haven't seen that in a very long time as well so definitely worth revisiting for sure so wow. gentlemen
2: great picks yeah. across the board Good segment. Shout out to y'all
0: yeah yeah we're gonna try and do this more with like we'll try to do this more with some other topics like you know your top mm-hmm. three villains of all time or mm-hmm. your top three heroes of all time or what have you so um yeah. So stay tuned and with tell us, us what your weekend.
2: favorite, what your three favorites yeah, are. That's tell great. Us your Three favorite. Talk yeah. to us, get with us, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah.
0: Get us on Twitter or on the Facebook page. I mean, Brian's over here on Twitter responding to himself. Um so just it's called threaded
1: you. tweets, okay. I'm, I'm not just like I'm not just, it, just like sitting in my like off. office just being like, What do you think, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I think, Brian. It's, it's just
0: I, I Brian's doing I'm the Lord, you, I'm
2: riding with I'm riding with you, Brian. Brian's <laughs> doing the Lord's work over on our
0: Twitter page, so and I really, really shouldn't say shit to him about it. I just thought like, it was funny. It's about um, engagement. I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to boost right. engagement. Tell, like, but engage geez. with us on Facebook or Twitter or even on Instagram of like share your top three albums with us, or maybe even just your favorite song from your favorite movie or what have you so yeah because um, we'd love to share that um, with our- <laughs> um. what's up everybody we need to take a moment to talk about this week's sponsor have you heard about anchor you haven't let me tell you it is the easiest way to record a podcast what makes it so easy well first off it's free so right out of the gate that's a plus Second, it's got great tools to make creation and editing from your phone or computer super, super smooth and super, super fun. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And finally, it's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you want to make the jump and start your own own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to our show. It is a Newsweek episode. As I mentioned at the top of the show, our news is a little light this week. Um, And so let's just kind of go around the horn and and share maybe one or two pieces of news that we might have from the past week. Like I said, there's not a ton to get into. Um, It was relatively slow with the election and everything else, um, but worth diving into. I'm actually going to kick us off with our first piece of news. For sure. I love that. I love that. um, It's super, super cool. So mine is James Bond related. Um, Mm -hmm. So... Uh, no Time to Die is scheduled to come out, and they've been kind of doing some press uh, junkets with some different areas, um, and this news story comes via Collider, um, and so in an interview with the director for No Time to Die, um, Carrie uh Ukunaga, I believe
2: that's how you say his name. Ooh.
0: Um, He has said that what Rami Malek brings in the villain from No Time to Die is unlike any other James Bond villain that we've seen over the course of the film's history. Um, mm. says that he really takes it to like a dark place. Um, apparently, Rami Malek spent a lot of time like diving into what the motivation for the character is. And the director mentions that he actually takes more of a horror take with this particular t- character oh, than he does nice. necessarily a spy take um so mm-hmm. super cool and i'm super excited to see that play out um and the other you know the other factor that comes into the no time to die stuff is that la la, la shana lynch um who plays um sort of the side kind of comes in um halfway through no time to die from what i understand she officially confirmed in an interview with thr i believe um that her character does by the end of the film take on the 007 moniker. So as a African-American female will be your next 007. Um, And from a a representation perspective, which is a comment, like, which is an area we love to cover on this podcast. That is fucking huge um, that we're going to see that, that this, you know, this, this icon and this sex symbol and this is going to be a female and not just a female but an african-american female as well so super legit Um,
2: we love intersectionality over here
0: oh absolutely so um that's that's my first piece of news kicking us off um of some no time to die information i love
2: love that great job doug
0: yeah just trying to kick us off Uh, that's excellent brian what do you got
1: so for me, nothing too groundbreaking. Uh, I, <laughs> It's hard to follow that up. But one of the things that stood out to me, and I'm really glad we talked about favorite soundtracks, was, so Soul, uh, so this is going to be the new Pixar movie coming oh, out yeah. uh, on oh, sure. Disney Plus on Christmas Day, December 25th. So they announced that there is going to be two soundtracks for the film. So one is going to be the score of the movie, And then the other one's just going to be jazz. Uh, And I just think that's... I think it's notable because uh, the composers are Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. So you might know them from Gone Girl, Dragon Tattoo, Social Network. Um, They also popped up in the recent Watchmen TV uh, series as well. So um, I'm just really excited to see what they come up with. I enjoy jazz. I I enjoy... like. I just I enjoy it. So I'm happy that there's yeah. gonna be a lot of it. Um and that they're dedicating like an entire album to just like for now, sure like this is the movie, yeah. but like here's the vibe of the movie that we're yeah, going yeah. for. And
0: so,
2: so important, so for important for sure.
0: And the other cool yeah. thing about that you may not know about Trent Reznor is I might be thinking of a different person. But he was a part of Nine Inch Nails at one mm-hmm. point in time. So you don't like to I think everybody forgets that that like and I think we tend to pigeonhole musicians yes. into like mm-hmm. what's Trent's what, what is Trent Reznor gonna do with a movie about jazz. Um, right. well he knows music. He doesn't just it's not like he was like, Well now that I'm in a rock band, I don't know shit about jazz anymore. And right. secondly, from a like a rhythm perspective, rock is ri- is rooted. In jazz rhythm oh, just absolutely. done a little differently so um this is like the music episode of this particular podcast like, apparently super cool um, okay but no that's legit yeah i saw that news too that's really interesting i'm excited to see what that second album looks like so me too
1: yeah, and that came from news, collider man. as well so i guess we're just right. doing the collider news hour here yeah for sure yeah no some really good stuff
2: okay uh are we doing one or, what are we doing Two, Marcus, what do
0: you got just jump us off what do you got
2: oh okay Whatever. um let's get into Ray Fisher. All right. All so, right. Um, the former writer at Forbes and his name is, um, Shiraz Faruqi. I hope, mm-hmm. I hope that I'm pronouncing that right. Um, sure. but he, he was released from Forbes for apparently writing an article. Um, his latest article talked about the racism on the set of justice league for Ray Fisher. Yeah. Um, and, He opens up and and Ray Fisher also had a response. So um, it was said in the article that Joss had ordered that the complexion of the actor of the color needed to be changed in post-production because he didn't like the color of the skin tone. Told that about Ray Fisher, about Cyborg. Um, And so Shiraz Faruqi was let go by Forbes. So I'd like to hold, he said, and here's what he put on his Twitter. He said, I'd like to wholeheartedly thank everyone for their kind support. You uplifted me and defended my integrity. It meant the world to me. While Forbes has ended my contract, I stand behind the interview, and my goal is to continue to strive for strong reporting as a young journalist. Ray Fisher supports Shiraz and states that he will get to the bottom of it, including the changes to the order, and Ray Fisher tweeted this out. My team and I have been in contact with Forbes regarding the unorthodox changes that were made to their October 29th article written by Shiraz Faruqi um even more concerning is that shiraz is now listed as a former contributor i will personally be getting to the bottom of this so that is continuing back and forth between josh whedon and ray fisher and dc and warner brothers and that whole everything that's going on there i told y'all once i'll tell y'all again i stand with motherfucking ray fisher Oh, that's oh, that's that's Josh, Eden. Eden. Josh Wheaton is a bitch. Um, I, <laughs> that, like, there's been too much shit going on with him. And, like, you know how we get down over here. Like, it's yeah. fuck Josh Wheaton, for real, for real. Okay, because yes. there's more instances j- than just this. Um, and until I'm proven wrong, if I need to come back up here and apologize, I will. So, for anybody out there listening, don't act like I'm no bitch because mama ain't raised no bitch. So, like, I will, I will admit when I'm wrong. For me, I am man enough to admit it. But until then, it's been nothing but negativity coming out from Josh yeah. Wheaton's side with no response from him on how he treats women and how he treats actors of color. And so yeah. until yeah. Good then, point It's fuck Josh Whedon forever.
0: Yeah. yeah. And the other thing that I think is super legit is that it also came out this week that um Zack Snyder reshot everything.
2: Everything with with with, with Ray everything. Fisher. He didn't use
0: a, he didn't use like a single scene. At all. Um, so uh, again, not to piggyback off your news or to coattail you at all. But yeah, I mean, I think that 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 news article is definitely pl- problematic. You cast a person of color to play cyborg and then you're going to yep. change his skin tone. Fuck yep. you, man. That sucks. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's just, it's unethical. It it brings up so many issues. And I think the thing that really is just a huge red flag to me is that, I mean, you're removing the entire quote. This isn't mm-hmm. something like you're quoting or you heard from Ray Fisher. Like Ray Fisher is mm-hmm. the one yeah. that told you this as a primary mm-hmm. source and you're too scared to print it. it. Like right. that's a problem for me. And I also think that like Joss Whedon, like he does have it. Problematic history with folks of color. You look at a lot of his shows, and yeah. there's just not a lot of folks of oh, color yeah. there. Going um, back to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Exactly. And, oh. and, you even if you're a fan like and i am a fan of buffy i'm i'm a Mm -hmm. fan of buffy and that story but i also recognize that like no the the, there's a very big problem here oh yeah a bunch of white suburban kids and there's like no people of color involved here and you're saying this takes place in california that is not a reality i can identify with but i think to my main point here is that like i think the more stuff we hear about ray fisher it's just really hard for me to ignore it. it and we have no reason not to think he's not telling the truth. Like, and I just, I
2: just, he has understand. no reason. And there to was lie. no reason to do right. it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You have no reason to lie, and that's part of the reason why my fuck Josh Whedon is not just for Josh Whedon. It's for any motherfucker that really thinks like that. Because like there <laughs> yeah. are too many people in his position, and also who was right. the old guy that was uh, he got he went to jail? Um, he was the big producer that got in trouble. Named oh Ray Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah. Thank you. It's so many people that are like that that are in these positions of power that feel like they can get away with shit like that. And and you expected people not to speak up. Ray Fisher already said, I don't give a fuck if this was my last movie. He already said that at the beginning and was like, I don't care for you to be able to still support people that treat people like this. And I'm not going to tie this into the world that's going on now, but you know, put it where it falls. It's dangerous as fuck. Oh, for sure. Because the amount of trauma and the amount of, like, the amount of people that believe and think that way, and the amount of trauma that you are bringing out of somebody to be a colorist and to be a racist and to say that somebody's skin tone doesn't match the. What the fuck are you talking First of all, this isn't your movie. How about you make the movie the right fucking way, (laughs) with the right right coloring, (laughs) with the right lines, and it would fit as Zack Snyder had intended it to. Right. He was chosen by Zack Snyder, not chosen by your punk ass. So, like, that's how I'm feeling.
0: Yeah. No, I. Yeah, I, I this is this is problematic for so many different reasons. Uh, problematic? Uh, this is problematic. I thinking, for like I was thinking, punk ass. Yeah, punk, <laughs> punk ass. Uh, this is so. This is problematic for so many different reasons, and you're yeah. absolutely right. Uh, I, I think. This is hopefully this is old Hollywood getting its due and and hopefully we're on the way out. But I think it's really important that everybody pay attention to stories like this because it's, sure. it's not just old Hollywood. Like it's possible that these, you know, this culture that kind of surrounds it of using your power to get what you want the way you want it, regardless mm-hmm. of who you heard along the way, um, it could still be around. So we just have to kind of stay vigilant with it and 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 really like like Ray Fisher did with this particular um journalist which by the way way to show good journalistic integrity and shame Ray. on Forbes magazine shame on you for, i mean others. you're supposed to report the truth regardless of how pretty it is yeah i mean you're supposed to report the truth and now we can't trust you with that anymore
1: well and they i think the most bizarre thing about this is that they try to put the genie back in the bottle. Like like, they took the quote out and then you're going to put something from WB and Joss Whedon in its place. Like that is just asinine to me. And I just, I think of all the times that there are people of color and they're voicing their concerns that are legitimate. And then people are just like, well, no, actually that you that's Mm -hmm. your concern. Here's, I'm gonna tell you how I feel people of color and their voices and their opinions and their views and their facts are just completely yeah. pushed aside. And like that literally happened in real time with this article. Yeah. So it's just, it's absurd and it should not happen and it's not okay.
2: And, and not to beat a dead horse, but I will. Because Go for it. I just feel like, I feel like, you know, as journalists, you're supposed to tell the truth. Not, not, yeah. the, not the shit that's entertaining. I want to hear the truth sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And entertainment is good for escapism, but like for real, for real, if you would do that Forbes, there needs to be more accountability. That's right. all I'm going to say. Yeah. There needs to be more accountability on the parts of these big industry people because you can't think you're going to keep getting away with this shit. No. And it, it just, just... It's impossible. And, I've... oh, this was what I was going to say. If you will treat, here's my philosophy on things, and I could be wrong, but until somebody tell me I'm wrong, I'll be right. My thing is, when you do this to people of color, that is the most blatant, for me, one of the most blatant forms of diversity. You can yeah. see that shit. Yeah. You see it. So for other people that are in communities like if you're in the LGBTQ plus community where people can't directly see that or you're in a you if you identify in a way that people can't directly see your diversity or directly see your identity. Imagine how they are being treated and talked about when people don't know if you treat people of color like this right off the bat. For sure. it's, It's bigger than just one thing. If we can figure this shit out and how to treat this community, our community I feel like if you feel like if we can do this right it would help so many other people and pave a way for other people down the line
0: oh absolutely mm-hmm. yeah completely agree completely agree this is this feels like low-hanging fruit before you tackle more complex issues like after you know what i mean like this this should be something that's easily addressed and it's the system not addressing it which is really yep. really, really really problematic for sure so um yeah good yeah that was a good piece that was that good, was good mm-hmm. that was good um <laughs> okay um I'm gonna cover this one and this is probably gonna be my last one because it's gonna be really big um and it's just not
2: doing the heated segment I'm so sick
0: we, we we will we will um <laughs> we absolutely will and this might even be a good transition to it because Ooh. I got to be honest with you this next piece of mad pisses news pisses me off oh know? all right um, yeah, let's let's go with tenant real quick
2: Ooh, get his oh arm! my gosh get his Nolan. Get his ass, dog. Get his ass.
0: Uh. Christopher Nolan is blaming the person who gets cancer for not forgetting cancer by <laughs> saying essentially that. He doesn't think that Tenant really did that bad. It's theaters not getting creative enough to be able to navigate a global pandemic. And essentially his position is he accuses movie theaters of essentially saying you're trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater and you're trying to say... you know, we're not doing this and this isn't going to be an experience when in actuality, if you all had done your job, I would have made my $800 million back and we wouldn't have been having this conversation. And so just real quick, you were never going to make $800 million. back. his Get his, ass. This Get his you were ass. never going to do it. That You, you mean to tell me that you spent close to a billion dollars making a movie billion with a b like it's and you're gonna sit here and say that it's the theater's fault no it's not you picked a god-awful time to release your big budget movie when if you had been patient and if you had been creative enough and been willing to say I'm going to do something a little bit different. Or if theaters said, or if your, if your studio said, Hey, Netflix, I'll sell you this for $40 million, but I'm still going to release yeah. it in theaters when I can. Right. There are so many different options on the table to solve this problem. So Christopher Nolan needs to pull his smug head out of his smug ass because this is just completely off base. You're you, you, to, to say to theaters, by the way, it's your fault it's not like it was their choice in states like california new york and florida the state yeah. said theaters couldn't open so yeah. how is it their fault that they could that you had a shitty release mm-hmm. like Add that's, not, there. Their that's not their fault at all that's not their fault at all bitch you just can't you can't blame them for that it just feels really irresponsible he's so, heated uh, ladies
2: and gentlemen that,
0: that is Oh, yeah I like that's just i I'm like getting, that i am getting heated about john Woo! i'm getting heated about christopher nolan and that response to titty, uh, to tenant's uh box office number and
1: i, I here's the
0: funny thing i
1: saw the headline for this christopher nolan speaks out and this was yesterday like as the election results were coming in and in my mind i'm like not now christopher nolan like we have going on like yeah. we're like in the yeah. middle of something and you want to be like um excuse me um excuse me hi there uh very important this wasn't my fault and What's I'm just really quick uh, now
0: just so all of you know this wasn't my fault right
2: like, <laughs> Jesus. so y'all fucked this up not me right I couldn't agree more with Doug let me tell yeah, you why Seriously, Tenet was overrated yes <laughs> it was overrated and there was no way we understand you shot that motherfucker forwards and backwards but to be <laughs> honest with you you should have just released it like Brian I said on both because there would have been a greater response to the shit that you were talking about. Nobody got the movie because we didn't have time to understand it. We're watching it in the theater. You pushed to go in the theater. I cannot pause the movie in the theater to understand a complex storyline like fucking Tenet when something is moving forwards and backwards. I absolutely agree with Doug. And And don't have this motherfucker speak out to us like he run the big dog shit of movies. First of all, fuck that. I don't give a damn what you've done in the past. Don't come over here and start talking to us like Christopher Nolan speaks. A bitch, who is you? Like, we ain't got to listen to you. You don't run and, this and, shit. Sorry, Brian's and, grandmother who listens. I'm sorry. I, I really. again, my mom oh, no, it's just, no, my mom's cool. I, oh, again, okay. Uh,
0: and again, I'll say this. I I entirely, from an artistic perspective, I get that Christopher Nolan for Warner Brothers, I think, is yeah. usually their summer blockbuster kingmaker. Oh, he's I get ten-pole. it. He, like, he yes, blows ten-pole. movies out of the water. Absolutely. And so I get from an artistic perspective saying I really want this to be in a movie theater experience. I get that. I don't fault him for that opinion. It's his art. If he believes that it should be experienced a certain way, I get it, but he doesn't get to then Mm -hmm. also say you have to experience my art this way. And if you don't, it's your fault. Mm -hmm. It's not like, that just is such an irresponsible point of view of saying like, Oh, I want you to experience this way but theaters you either need to adapt or otherwise you're going to fail me
1: so, i guess that's just oh, the
0: dumbest stuff i've ever heard in my life like it's mm-hmm. that's that's not it that's like saying like oh doug i'm sorry the first time you saw um any van gogh piece of artwork was on a computer like mm-hmm. fuck you i'm not gonna go to france and see it in person <laughs> like i can't like it's it's not something i have the ability to do so fuck you van yeah. Gogh cut off your other ear there's nothing i can do about it get out of my face about it <laughs> I'm so on fire
1: no that's a really good that's a really good (laughs) metaphor like it's such a good example because theaters bent like they bent over backwards to open to get this movie in theaters specifically and this like this was it like this was like the canary for all the studios like yeah like is this something viable we can do in the middle Mm -hmm. of a pandemic and then instead of Christopher Nolan being graceful about it, and being like, you know what? Looking back, we should have probably waited, but I'm, you know, I'm happy to do X, Y, Z and just be graceful about right. it. But instead you turn on the very people that
0: facilitated the actual experience for people to see your movie. Yeah. Not a great look. Nope. Yeah, nope. And, and, and in this article that I read, because I got this via Screen Rant, they sure. made the point of saying that, like, Christopher Nolan is... um Oh shoot! I had it. He he accused theaters of not being creative enough to be able to Ooh. that. That was the lesson. Hey. That the Talk. lesson needed to be creativity. Jesus. And I'm sorry, but we've covered this in depth on this podcast. Yeah, the creativity is doing both. Mm-hmm. The creativity is saying, "Hey, Amazon, I have." Not that this is a great example. I have Borat 2. I'll (laughs) sell you the exclusive rights to Borat 2 for $80 million. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then people have to subscribe if they want to watch that what better opportunity for you to approach HBO Max, which you already know you're doing business with, and say, hey HBO Max, for $50 million you can release this for a month to two month run on HBO Max and then it'll be safe to go back to theaters in which it will move off of that and into the theater. That's That's a fire
2: response! And uh,
1: and HBO owns, like, Warner Brothers owns that. Like, that could have been a a very easy conversation
0: your studio could have bailed you out the yeah th- you're looking to the theaters as, as being the people who needed to bail you out your studio failed you because they wrote you a blank check and you said how's 80 million dollars sound and they went all right, that's fine. You've done well for us in the past. We don't have any reason to believe it won't go the same way. Then surprise, a pandemic showed up. The theater should have said, the the studio should have stepped in and said, sorry, Chris, there's going to be a different way we do this. We want it to be an experience too. But after all, this is, this business is dollars and cents. And it just doesn't make sense for us to only, for us to wait till the pandemic is over or wait till, half of the theaters in the country can open up and actually have it in their theater, so yeah. I guess,
1: I I feel more things about this than I thought I would. I guess it just really, (laughs) like it just shows me that if like, and maybe it's because I'm playing Hades on the Switch, but like it just really feels like Icarus flying close to the sun of like, no, release my movie in the middle of a pandemic. People will show up and it's like, dude, you could have just waited like a year probably probably or everybody else is
2: like Like, and it would have been fine but here's the my thing is i think that he learned i think i think what's messed up is he had to be the example. messed up Mm -hmm. he had to be the example because wonder woman didn't release immediately there was all the black widow didn't release immediately they were so stuck on on being released in theaters and then they saw how tenet did and said Oh, fuck, regardless of how popular comic book movies are right now. And regardless of how bad people are itching for these movies, if Tenet didn't do well, I do believe that the industry looked at Tenet and said, I don't think that would be a great decision right now. So we need to keep pushing back. Although they still seem to be holding strong to a release during Christmas and all that, I think they definitely Mm. looked at Tenet as an example.
0: I uh, would entirely agree. They, I mean, like I think Brian's example of it being the canary um, for, for everybody sure. else. I mean. They sent Tenet down into the mine and said, if it dies, we're not going to send anybody else down there. And to be yep. honest with you, it drastically underperformed its, nas- yep. its U.S. release. The only thing that seems to have bailed it out was its international numbers. And so from my perspective is they said that's not a viable option, so we're not going to send a canary down there again um, right. until either we fix the issue in the mine or we just – go a different direction and we just stop doing it that way and I think what's more than likely going to happen is if, if the virus doesn't get under control and again I'm not trying to drag politics into this but if the virus doesn't get under control you're not going to be able to make your money back on these big blockbusters that come out and the industry will continue to suffer
1: well, and I, I think that's I agree. Like, I think that's the big key to this is that like, unless we get to a baseline where it's comfortable for people, pe- folks, a large group of
0: folks are not going to feel comfortable doing this. Oh, yeah, completely agree. So anyway, that's that's my semi heated uh, piece of news that I, I thought was worth exploring. So
2: Fire.
0: yeah, that was good. Yeah, that
1: was I liked good. it. I'm happy oh, you clicked man. on that link, because I just, I scrolled <laughs> right past it, and I just said, not now, Christopher Nolan.
0: <laughs> Your response, though, is very much, like, from, like, a dad perspective of, like, not now, Harrison. Your sister's nose is bleeding. <laughs> like, that's a very, like, like, I don't have time to deal with this that's shit. Like, yeah. like, I mean, that's yeah. pretty much how I felt. It was, yeah. like, this
1: no, house a- is burning. Like, I have more important things to do yeah. right
0: now. Entirely fair. Um, gentlemen, other pieces of news that are worth kind of diving into at all?
2: Hell no.
1: I, I don't I okay. don't I mean Wanda <laughs> the only thing I'll say Oh yeah there was oh, a yeah, WandaVision man. quote and the person uh, who is playing Monica Rambo, she says it is going to be a full-on action movie mixed with sitcoms, and I feel like she's talking to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you know, yeah, uh, Tayona yeah, Paris, um, who's yeah. playing Monica Rambo. She was speaking uh, with The Undefeated via Screen Rant. Um, yep. Yeah, I'm hyped for WandaVision. I don't think that's oh, yeah. anything new. Absolutely. I just think that's something positive I'll put out there. Like,
0: what is this show? I can't wait. Right. Yeah. Um, Marcus, true. do you have anything else left hanging over?
2: Um, the only other thing I thought was really interesting that I could maybe get down for was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles writer wants to do a sequel to the 90s trilogy, but in that same... Um, In the same vein So he was interested in that I don't know what that means But here we are all right i'm into it that's fine be interesting to see i mean
0: i feel like technology could definitely keep your actors a little safer than what they were in those suits because i don't know if you've ever (laughs) read anything about those they all some of them almost died like they were so goddamn hot because they were full (laughs) length like silicone mixed with like animatronics and so they wore those and they're moving around and they're just take them off and they're like drenched in sweat so yeah i feel like we have the uh, i feel like we have the ability to build those a little bit better um, the yeah. last piece of news I have is actually Star Wars related. Um <gasps> hey, Brian. <laughs> Brian, yeah, I did that. I did this for Brian. Oh so, boy. Um, so as we know, like John Boyanga has been very vocal about um his character in the three like the most recent trilogy that came out um and so very vocal of like you built up this character and then you squandered it and i feel very betrayed um well he did an interview with thr and this article is this piece of news is via screen rant as well um but he did an interview with thr um and he sat down according to his the way that the report comes out is he sat down with an unnamed executive to sort of Basically kind of hear them out on what their perspective was with what their intentions were, as well as an opportunity for him to share directly with Disney of this is where I feel like you lost an opportunity and I feel like you let both me and fans down. Um, and and his report on the conversation was very positive. He said, like, I just wanted this. I didn't expect them to say sorry, I wasn't going at this, that they would go back and fix it and make edits and do a special edition release. I just wanted this to be better for the next person who comes along who wants to be, you know, an executive producer or a director of photography or, you know, an assistant director on a film like I didn't I just want them to learn from my mistake. And if that's what comes from this, then Then it is what it is now i think we can all say pretty resoundingly that it's pretty shitty what happened to his character and what they ended up doing with him because
2: Mm -hmm. again
0: huge missed opportunity And, and again marcus and i covered the rise of skywalker on the very first episode of this podcast and a huge missed opportunity with um the horse girl from the where the death star is i can't yeah. remember her name at all yeah. <laughs> um but a huge missed opportunity there horse of girl. like you had people of color who could have been like really really positive mm-hmm. like representation in a movie that is going to be huge and you just kind of said like man space it. Yeah. space is weird already like i <laughs> you know there's just this like a missed opportunity there so again wow. I, I hope i hope disney learns from it <clears throat> i hope no, I to be honest, I hope John Boyangle learns something from it, but it sounds like a really positive conversation and just wanted to touch on it quickly. So yeah, I like that's it. That's what I got. Yeah.
1: No, I I dig it. I I read that article as well and uh, it, it, there's a lot of feeling in it for me. I love Star Wars and that I have noted that many times, but it just kind of hits a special place for me because uh, my my oldest son, like, he watches the sequel trilogy and all he wants to do is be Finn. Like, yeah. today he legit took, oh. like, his coat and he was like, I'm going to be Finn because Finn wears that guy's jacket. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, man, like, <laughs> yeah. It, it. And, huh. and, like, he's just, he's along for the ride right now. And, right. I, and like, I'm not talking to him about, like, Hey, man. Hey, come here. Come here, four year old son. Let me tell you about this arc. It doesn't make sense. And here's, and but like he's just enjoying it right now. And I just, I just appreciate John Boyenga for so many reasons. And I hope to see him in more things because it just, he has such a genuine compassion. And I feel like it comes through and I feel like he's really talented. And I'm happy that this was a positive experience. And I agree, there was a lot left to be desired in the sequel trilogy. I enjoyed it for what it was. But um, I'm happy that there was at least some type of solace and I don't know if it was reconciliation but at least there was closure I guess is maybe the yeah. best way to say it. It seems
0: like that that's really like just from reading the article it seemed like it was more closure than anything else yeah. Um. just kind of put a bow on it I mean I appreciate Dins- Disney taking the meeting I mean they could have said no you can yeah. go fuck yourself like they didn't have to do that but the fact that they did and again it's Disney so you always have to question their motive of like right. you know it's someone it's someone out there speaking against the mouse. Maybe the mouse wants them to be quiet. So they'll just give them Mm -hmm. a meeting to appease them a hundred percent. But hopefully that's, I mean, let's secretly hope in the best intentions of people and that they're actually going to take some from it. So, yeah, that does Uh us for news this week, I think. So that closes us out. I mean, there it is again, not a ton going on. I mean, as Brian mentioned, there are bigger fish to fry (laughs) at the moment, but worth noting um, on where things are at uh gentlemen i think this we have reached this time where it's time for us to close out our podcast but first marcus has to tell us what his pick for next week is
2: oh yeah Yeah, i bet so due to some unforeseen unforeseen circumstances circumstantials um what's going to happen is we're going to watch unhinged okay movie unhinged because the other movie i wanted to watch um they only have the non-interactive version available and so we weren't able to do that unless we all bought the dvd and we all don't have access to that right now it wouldn't be here quick enough so we are going to watch unhinged and if you want you can be found on youtube Um, It can be found wherever it is on Amazon Prime and that kind of stuff. So we are gonna watch a guy with road rage um, go fucking nuts. Oh my god! That's what we can look forward to. I want you to know
0: how excited I am that this is the pick because the Mm -hmm. level of crazy that is exhibited by Russell Crowe in this movie, (laughs) I am just like yes, like I just want to see somebody. I just want to see somebody like take it there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, yeah. when you watch a Nicolas Cage minute, minute, like you watch a Nicolas Cage movie, and you're like, oh, God damn, he, he he went there from yeah, the trailer yeah. of this movie. And I'll post it to the page on Friday when this drops. Like I, I mean, he took it there.
2: Like he, 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 he went there for sure. He seemed like he was actually mad. Like he had some real road. Rage. It's like somebody like, shined his Dubs-
0: oatmeal <laughs> that morning, and he's like, I don't need motivation today. I'm good.
2: Like yeah, oh. I got it. Don't worry about it. He took a cold <laughs> shower just to be pissed off. Like so. <laughs> I feel you. I feel yeah. you.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. You. Awesome. Cool. We'll be excited to watch that. So <laughs> we will start us off. On just... <laughs> I'm reading this description and a thriller. Yeah. What's the scored. read? It. Read
1: it out loud. Oh, okay. Hang on. Let yeah. me get my good
0: announcer oh, voice here. Yeah. Give us your announcer, Brian.
1: Academy Award winner Russell Crowe stars in Unhinged, a thriller that explores the fragile balance of a society pushed to the edge, taking something we've all experienced. <laughs> Road rage it has two <laughs> hyphens on either side of it to an unpredictable and terrifying conclusion. Unhinged oh this Friday, coming to your streaming services. There you oh, go. Yes, that was oh. perfect, Brian.
2: Honestly, I love that. That was fire. Great. Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I just,
1: like, I got tripped up because, like in the in the literal description, it's like you got to uh, put hyphens around road rage. That's very important. Look at, look at. <laughs> Brian. Like, that's right get
2: ass Brian yeah. I, like, get him. I
1: just I don't know who made that decision I don't know yeah. why I get it it's a movie yeah. about road rage
2: yeah. yeah,
1: but in any case we're gonna watch that movie and we're gonna report yeah. back and oh, so yes. until, okay. yes, until we then we are gonna close out but before we do we need to oh, make sure we cover the bases here first off here we go. drink some water I get it it's easy oh, it's to get those caffeinated beverages it's easy to maybe yeah. have a beer Maybe you've been trying to self-medicate with alcohol to get through the election. I get it, but here's the deal, maybe just put it down get a big old water bottle and drink some water. Your body will thank you. You will feel better. Your body will
0: feel better.
1: So drink some
0: water. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, and Gatorade is not water, gentlemen, people. I know that it's it's been marketed as a sports drink. It's salt water and mostly sugar. Just like Brian said, drink some water. Also in that same, guys, it's important to keep yourself up to date on things that are happening. And what better way to do that than to read a book crack open a novel just flip through the pages whether it's one you read before whether it's one it's new you've never read before whether it's you listen to a book but consume a book in some way shape or form because it's good to keep yourself hydrated with water it's good to keep your brain hydrated with some words so just do it read a book it's what you gotta do so yes drink some water read a book marcus listen when our pride was
2: low, i don't know what else to say y'all oh, man y'all know what time it is and we hate i mean oh, ah, listen, listen first of all i'm gonna say we're gonna be all right pre- regardless of what happens we're gonna, gonna be okay we gonna okay right. we're gonna be just all right. fine all right regardless of what direction this goes we're gonna be okay all right but in order to be okay you may not have any control you did your part you voted right you did that and, and, and you may not have any control of how this goes or where the electoral votes go. But you know what you got control of? Wash your ass. I give yep. you, I will give you 55 California electoral votes if you wash your ass right now. Oh, so that's pause, a lot. Pause it the makes podcast. A break. And go, it makes a break you. Matter of fact, I'll give you 269. Doug will give you one and Brian will give you an extra one. So then we good. So then you yeah. you win for sure. You can so be at the president can,
0: of washing your ass.
2: You can be the president of washing that ass. Because listen. If, if you can't if you can't do that right, then how can you leave the country? And so you, know, question. you can't go into a new presidency or old presidency with with stanky ass. So we really got to get this shit right right now, okay? So please go go in there get your favorite towel. I recommend a dark towel because you don't know how black it's gonna be after you wipe your ass. You don't know, so don't get a white one. Don't get like a cream one. Get like a get like a dark color one so you can really get in there so you don't feel bad about yourself after you look back at the rag, okay? Don't get the clean. Don't get the little goody goodies. T- so go get some Irish Spring okay go let a leprechaun dance up and up and down the crack of your ass so you can really get in there and get to it okay we're gonna be just fine we're gonna be just fine regardless of what happens next but in order to be fine you gotta make sure that ass is clean and spick and span all right everybody feel me
0: oh yeah i mean we feel you and i could not agree so again just to make sure everybody's clear you know the triforce of this podcast drink some water read a book wash your ass ricky's success in the meantime stay safe stay healthy we love y'all we appreciate y'all you took us over that thousand listen mark and we will see y'all next
2: week you got damn (laughs) right